Welcome to the Recruiter's Review. I am your host and creator, Pat Mingarelli. In the good times and the not-so-good times of the economy, job loss happens. I've worked through several hiring booms and several hiring busts over my career. I was even a hiring manager myself in the mid-80s in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and that's when the area was still feeling the effects and pains of the steel industry setbacks. I've recruited in the hottest of job markets, and I have experienced things as dark as Black Friday, the implosion of the telecom industry, the dot-com bust, and a few other downturns where many people unexpectedly lost their jobs. Most recently, we've experienced the furloughs and job losses during and post the COVID pandemic. In 2023, we're seeing job losses now that are related to economic forecasts and interest rates increasing. We're also seeing job losses created simply by companies realizing it's time to regroup. This past decade was a boom, so there have been many startups, many acquisitions, big hiring, and the natural cycle of hiring ramp up, maintain, and then ultimately downsize. And that's either by attrition or by action. You can and should be prepared for the event of job loss, no matter what economy we're in. And should it happen to you, there are things to do, there are things not to do. I will be discussing all of this as we begin another recruiting industry veterans advice and information packed episode of the Recruiters Review. Really, there is no guarantee against job loss, no matter how good you are or how good your company is. In most instances, we see it coming, but there are times when the loss of a job is completely unexpected. You're working for a company, they're profitable, you're exceeding in your role, but out of the blue, the notice comes that your job has been eliminated. You can be prepared for it and as well take the right steps once it happens. Let's start though with how to be prepared for job loss. I recommend that once a year, you take stock in what you do and work on your resume, even if you are not at all considering leaving your job. Have that resume up to date. It's always good to have a resume ready to go And while you're employed and you're not in any kind of a hurry, you have the time to update your resume versus putting something together that you're now rushing on because got the sudden notice of job loss. You're in a hurry to get that resume out for an opportunity that's in front of you. In other words, it's really good to make that resume an ongoing piece of work that you're continually adding to, polishing up, touching up. Again, this is how you take stock in yourself. You may use what you've written on that resume in an internal interview. But should job loss happen or suddenly that opportunity is in front of you and you've decided you want to interview, you've got a resume that's well written, it's accurate, it's up to date. When I first started as a recruiter, technology was limited. There were no fax machines, cell phones were not out yet. Everything was done on printed paper. And I recommended back in those good old days that one should always keep a current copy of their resume in the trunk of the car. The reason I said that was you just never knew when you might meet somebody out in the field or at a trade show and a career opportunity has suddenly presented itself. That would allow you to run out, get your resume, hand it to the individual and say, please, I'd like to be considered for that job. Well, times have changed a lot, but only in the technology side. The resume still has to be current, and today, the trunk of your car is the cloud. Keep your resume updated and accessible so that you can pull it anywhere that you might need to. Again, you could be out at a trade show or a customer site and your resume is suddenly being requested, or in the case of sudden job loss. Along with the resume, one of the biggest changes I've seen is LinkedIn. Up until LinkedIn, you did not always have to be on a job board. People still found top talent by calling them and emailing them. Today, LinkedIn is your second resume. 
Now that said, a LinkedIn profile that is up to date does not mean you're looking for a job. On the contrary, it means you're proud of what you are doing and you're notifying your professional community of where you are. You know, there's more than finding uh, jobs and people that occur on LinkedIn. There are applications that they have like Sales Navigator and people do try to do business through LinkedIn. So many people are gonna wanna do business with somebody that they know that's at a company, but in the case of being prepared for job loss, have that LinkedIn profile up to date. If you're worried about your boss seeing an, uh, an up-to-date LinkedIn profile, I'll give you a complete opposite to that concern. There was a salesperson I was working with. I knew she was not happy in her current position. She had taken a new job. It wasn't going well. However, two months into that job, her LinkedIn profile was not yet updated and her boss confronted her on that and said, are you leaving? I noticed you you have yet to update your LinkedIn profile. So by not having her profile updated, it showed her employer that she may not be fully invested in the job. She's not raised the flag to let people know where she was. And she had already tipped her hand to her new employer that she was not secure in her decision to join that company. And it turned out he was right. So in not updating a LinkedIn profile, you may be sending the signal to your new boss or current boss that you are not fully vested and do not want people to know where you are today. And if your LinkedIn is not up to date and you have suddenly lost your position, you're already behind the eight ball because the recruiters and employers are not finding you if those most recent experiences are what they're after. Another recommendation I have that will help you be prepared in the event of job loss Today, if you are happy as a bug in the rug and have no intention of leaving your position, you should still welcome the calls and emails from recruiters and talent acquisition people in your field. There are people I have networked with for years who have kindly and professionally told me no about an opportunity, yet they help me network to the person I ultimately placed. And on occasion, those people subsequently found themselves suddenly out of work. Because of their familiarity with me, they took my calls, we got to know each other over the years, they were able to reach out to me, and some of those people I ended up placing. Others, I was willing to help them network. They helped me, so I helped them. I'm always wondering about, for lack of better words, I'm gonna say the arrogant people who snap at a recruiter with a, I'm not looking, don't bother me, and they hang up. Or they do the same in an email. That is a very short-sighted and really not very friendly response for a couple of reasons. First, this episode is about being prepared for job loss, especially the unexpected job loss. So when a recruiter calls you, welcome that call or welcome that email and learn what they're working on. You may find that here is somebody who knows your community and your space and is somebody that can become a long-term ally of yours. There are people I have networked with for years who every time I've called about a position, they were very kind and professional to tell me, no, I'm still very happy here. They've helped me with ideas or names, networks to look into. We just had very good business communications and correspondences, and they became called long-term acquaintances. Well, some of those people later found themselves suddenly out of work, and they had me, a known recruiter, an entity to them that they were able to call an email to say, I lost my job today. Do you have something for me? And some of those people I actually was able to place. I just placed a, a gentleman in June of this year. He lost his job in April and he reached out to me. We had been in correspondence with each other for, gosh, I think 15 years and he was never looking for a position. Within 60 days, I had him placed in a new position. He was able to pick up the phone and call me because of that relationship. And of course, there are, there are those who have lost their jobs. 
I was not able to help them with the job myself. You know, it's all about timing with the recruiter. Are we retained on a search that is looking for you when you're looking for the position where you are? But I was able to help them network. They help me, I help them. So that's why I always wonder about those arrogant people who want to snap at a recruiter and say, I'm happy, I don't need you. But you just never know. You might need that recruiter later. So keep those networks and those relationships intact. That's what it's all about in the big picture. And lastly, in the preparation phase, there's real truth to what the financial experts say and advise about having six months or more of living expenses on hand. Job searching itself takes about six months. As it is, those who are currently employed will experience at least three to six months in that window from the time they say, I've made the decision to go and when a new job is secured. And that same holds true for those who are displaced. This year, I am seeing about a six-month timeline for those who have lost their positions before they landed a new position. That may shorten when the job market and economy spark up again, but having that six months or more of living expenses on hand takes a little bit of the pressure off if you lose your job. Now, if you're listening to this and job loss has happened to you, or you're listening to this and it happens in the future, this is the to-do and not-to-do portion of this episode. Do not lash out and do not take it personally. There is no leader that relishes what just happened if you've been notified that your job has been eliminated. I'll tell you from my own firsthand experiences of having to do it myself, as well as my work with leaders who pre-layoffs have called me to tell me what they were planning. There is terrible stress angst, sleepless nights, awful feelings about having to let people go. So no leader makes the decision easily and takes relish or joy in delivering the news to you. Business is business, and that is the risk we all take when we take jobs with businesses. Owners and investors in businesses, they take different risks. But in the end, we have all taken risks that the business is going to pay off. If and when notified of a job loss, if handled correctly, that job loss might even pay off for you. And I'll explain that later. Just don't decide that it's time to lash out and go out and post negative reviews on LinkedIn and social media and send out emails and make the world know just how angry you are and that they lost the best person in the world and they must be real idiots at the sea level to make the decision to let you go. I've seen that happen and that comes back to bite the person over and over. It's better to follow the advice I'm about to give you on what to do should you lose your job. When the news is delivered that you are losing your position, my advice first is take a very deep breath. And if you're aware of what I'm about to tell you, you can start to go through a series of questions with your boss or human resources. And that starts with asking, is there anything else you can do at the company? Is there another job for you? When people are conducting layoffs, sometimes they do not see the forest through the trees and they are in as much turmoil as you are. That vice president or manager or director is losing a workforce. Things are rapidly changing. They're likely concerned about their own job, so they're not thinking in the bigger picture. Ask, is there another job for you? Or is there something that you can do part-time or can you remain on as a consultant while you conduct your job search? Second, ask for as much as you can. Don't accept what they're offering right away. There are a few things that sometimes are negotiable in a job loss, such as, can you continue my benefits for another quarter or another month? Is there additional severance that I can get that I'm qualified for? If things fall short in what they're offering you, there's a saying that those who don't have didn't ask. 
Companies used to do this. Today, it's really not on the forefront of anyone's mind, but there are places like Right Management and other organizations that provide outplacement services. If you work for a larger organization, ask for outplacement services. Those services provide you with a number of things, such as career coaching, resume writing. With certain packages, you can come in and use their offices and and post for positions that are posted there. It's worth asking. Most importantly, you ask for a letter of recommendation, a letter of recommendation that speaks to the quality of your work. Uh, and hopefully they would put in there that if things were different, they, this individual would still be with us. It's not a matter of performance. As far as your boss goes, well, really anyone at that company, but ask for connections. Your boss isn't thinking straight when they are delivering this news. Very, very stressful time. But if you stop and say, who do you know? Your boss may think, oh my gosh, you know, I do know some people that I can get your resume to or give you their phone numbers. And at this juncture, take the next 48 to 72 hours to let it sink in and digest. You don't have to swing into action right away. It's okay to take a couple of days to think through what has just happened and assess and decide what do you want to do next. And depending on what the company is giving you by way of severance packages and monies, at some point you should be qualified for unemployment. Every state is different, so just make sure you get on their website and follow exactly what you need to do to get your unemployment benefits underway. Do a final edit of the resume, which means putting an end date on your employment. The mistake many who lose their jobs make is they take the most recent resume that still shows them as currently employed and they send that out. As I went over in season one on my podcast about resumes, what you have on the resume needs to reflect what will be verified in a reference. If your resume says present and you're at offer stage and the reference check agency calls the company to say, is so-and-so still employed there? And they say, no, they are not. That will invalidate your reference check and they will go back to the company to say that, employment did not verify. Very important that resumes are always accurate. And if you've been laid off or have left a position, it's time to put the end date on it. You also now want to set a strict schedule dedicated to your job search. When you're out of work, looking for your next job is a full-time job in and of itself. You want to set yourself up on a daily schedule of an arise time, time to get to the office. That's your desk at home or your counter, wherever you're going to do this. And you begin those daily routines of the emails and the applications and the reach outs. Every day you stick to this schedule, Monday through Friday. It can't be eight hours a day, that's obvious, but you need that set schedule to keep the cadence and to keep the activity going. If your job search is taking longer, I strongly consider volunteer work. The worst thing you can do when you've lost your job is to sit at home, stare at the walls, become depressed. You become stale that way. Volunteer, whether it's something maybe related to your field or can be completely different, but in a volunteer setting, whether it's at the food bank or the dog shelter or a hospital, you never know who else you'll be rubbing elbows with who's not only volunteering there, but works there. Volunteer work can lead to new opportunities. It'll also give you a sense of fulfillment while you're in this in-between phase in your life. And in that daily schedule of activity, things that you can do, join the job boards and start watching the postings and watch LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a really good way to see who's hiring, what's going on. Watch your connections and you'll be notified whenever they make a move. And if you see somebody made a move anywhere in the country that you're connected to, reach out to them. 
If there was an opening there, there may be an opening in your area. If you know that person, you ask them to refer you to their boss or to human resources. I've seen people land jobs that way. And by the way, as a recruiter, that's how I get openings. When I see somebody move to a company that tells me there's more movement to be made, and I'll often get the answers of, yes, we've got 10 more openings that we can't fill. So pay attention to who's moving on LinkedIn. In your local area, if your position is of a local focus and you want to work for a local company, I encourage you to start attending the, your local Chamber of Commerce Business After Hours. Those are great networking events. Usually a lot of salespeople go to those. So do the business owners. You also want to reactivate or newly activate as many recruiter slash headhunter connections in your field that you can. You may already have those connections if you've been taking calls from recruiters over the years. If not, it's very easy to Google who specializes in your space, and then you get your resume to them. You put a short cover letter together, explain that you've lost your position, that you hope to hear from them. Just know that Contacting a headhunter is not a guarantee. People send resumes to me all the time and they feel that I'll have a job for them the next day. You can only be placed by somebody like myself if a recruiter like me has a job opening with a client that needs you at this particular point in time where you are. However, there's a longer term benefit of networking with that headhunter. They may not place you today. On a side note, it is job search activity, which qualifies you for continued unemployment benefits, by the way. If a headhunter doesn't place you today and you reach out to them in four months to say, I just want to let you know I've taken a job at such and such company, that recruiter will make note of that. And they may be back in touch with you in one, two or three years to say, I don't know if you remember me, but when you told me you joined the company you're with today, that experience caught my attention and I have a pretty big opportunity for you. So there's no harm in you connecting with as many headhunters as you can while you're out of work and looking in your space. Just know headhunters can only place you when they have an opportunity. Very hard for a recruiter to take you and, quote, place you in something else. I get that uh, a lot. Hey, I've lost my job and I'm really considering doing something totally new anyways. Do you think you could place me in another field? Recruiters are generally paid to find people that specialize in the positions that are in their field. Uh, enough on that. I'm going to actually have a whole episode on how to work with a recruiter, whether you're uh, employed or not employed later in this season. One more network you want to keep very much alive, that is the network of those that you worked with that were also laid off. They will be doing the same thing that you're doing. You can share with them and they can share with you who's interviewing, who's contacted you. If you land, you can call them to tell them, hey, there are openings at this company and vice versa. Just like you're watching your LinkedIn connections, if one of your peers that lost their position has landed, that might be a company that has an opportunity for you. Leverage that relationship. Ask if they can inquire. If there is an opening, can they recommend you? I just recently saw that with a cybersecurity company. Uh, there were four or five of them that lost their positions together. They stayed very tight with each other. Two of them ended up going to work for the same company and the others shared with each other who was hiring, what they were hearing from that they weren't interested in. All five of them found positions within five to six months and they helped each other along the way. Preparing your resume and keeping current with your industry, staying in touch with your headhunters, that is good career management. 
If a layoff has happened to you, you can manage your way into your next position in career, perhaps even a better one. The good news is that while the interview and hiring process has lengthened again, there still appears to be more jobs than professionals available. I'm seeing that in my own experiences trying to fill jobs this year. My own connections and acquaintances in the spaces that lost their positions this year, I believe every single one of them are now secure in new positions. Each experienced a three to six month timeline, but all of them have landed and so will you. Until next time, this is Pat Mingarelli signing off from the Recruiter's Review. Thank you.